This is episode number 62 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. You know, as Hebrews in Exile, we are continually bombarded with the idea that we are not ostentatious, that we are not a people of opulence, that in the eyes of the Most High, He sees us as a people that is worthy of kingship and of royalty, but we don't see ourselves that way. We are continually making sure that we are thwarting our own success. And so therefore we buy into this narrative and we don't move forward as a people. Well, in this podcast, we're going to try to press through that and try to give you some encouragement to let you understand that you are ostentatious in the eyes of the Most High and you are beloved. So Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. Sean. Sir. As we speak today, one of our dear Hebrew sisters is sitting before Congress for confirmation confirmation hearings to be placed on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Our dear Hebrew sister is the first woman of color, black, to arise or have the opportunity to arise at the highest office, one of the highest office in this exiled nation. Katanji Brown. And I have been listening to the confirmation hearings. And as I listen to her, and as I perceive her composure, she is so composed And she is so smart. She's smarter than the people who are grilling her. She's much smarter than they are. And in my opinion, they don't even know how smart she is. Because they can't even ascertain. It's like watching Mah- watching Mahomes in a game. You go, "Wow, man! Did He's you talented, see? Yeah. Did you see him? He he threw that sidearm. He, he mm-hmm. threw that like a baseball. He threw that off. I mean, I've never seen anybody, and it, it just wows you. Right. They don't even have the ability to be wowed by her because she's so brilliant. Mm. Why am I why why am I mentioning this? Why 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 am I bringing this I, up in I, our podcast? I think I, I think I might know why. Why are you bringing that up? Why do you think I'm bringing it? No, up? no, I'm not going to take your thunder. You got you got a, you got a good role going. She is so smart that the only way the Republicans who are the in my opinion, I'm going to say this. Nah, I can't do that. Nah, I, I guess you can. 
No, I, 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 we, we don't want to get into politics. <laughs> she is so smart that the people that are grilling her are trying to paint her as a bad person, but her morals outshine everything. And I'm bringing it up because in this exile, I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care in how high of a position that you're going to find yourself in. You're always going to be hated. Mm. And those around you are always somebody from the nations is always going to try to find a way to pull you down. And diminish you, yeah. Or do something to make sure that you don't succeed. Mm. Yeah. It's a mouthful right there. I mean... It's good. And and this 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 is something that is systemic to people of color in exile. Mm. I don't care how smart you are, I don't care how much money you have, mm-hmm. at some point these people are going to come for you because of the color of your skin. Agreed. And this resonates with our writing in the book of Devarim, chapter 28. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Verses 15 through 69. You want to go there? No, I don't need to go there. We've talked about it. We've talked about it enough. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where we've got to understand as, as people of, uh, of, of melanation is that, um, as we come into the truth and understanding of the most high and what he has, uh, laid out for us, uh, his ultimate plan. And you understand the community of the Hebrew people, um, there, like you said, there is always going to be opposition and, um, as I'm doing my study in uh, Yahashua, uh, one of the things that the Most High continues to tell Yahashua, no matter who he's facing, is that you are to be courageous and to be strong and not to fear. Because, um, and I think that speaks volumes to what this young lady, Miss Brown, is exuding, is eloquence and excellence in the fact that even though she's being grilled, she's staying strong, she's staying courageous. And uh, to to her to show and exude excellence for a community of people and speaking for a community of people that even though you might be trying to demoralize it, we can still rise and and show the world uh, that we are very ostentatious. We are very uh, much so a people that deserves respect and the most high has instilled that in us and then drawing back that parallel again, you know, with Yahashua, 
we we always have to be strong and courageous on what we do because we're going to face adversity when we're trying to matriculate out of idolatry and coming to the understanding of the most high. You're going to get people that are going to, that are going to demoralize you and diminish you. And um, that resonates with me to be able to see a, a Hebrew woman, whether she knows it or not, she is Hebrew. And to be able to exude that type of excellence, we need to see more of that uh, on the center stage. We really, we do because we don't see enough of it. What we tend to see a lot of in this culture is the demoralization of people of color to say, this is what you are. This is the stereotype of what you are going to become. And this is what you will always be. And when you have individuals that are coming against uh, that or beating down the gates of that narrative and that dogma and that ideology to tear that down, to, to show excellence, you're always going to get opposition. So it's almost expected. Our podcast is primarily to help Israel in exile to come to the knowledge of who she is and give her some direction out of our history book and our law book to help her to reconcile herself with the Most High. That's what our that's what Hebrews in exile is really all about. Right. If we are not able to understand the difficulties to which that befall us in this exile, and if we do not know that there is or there are alternatives to succeed in this exile, as we said in one of our other podcasts, then we continue to get the same kinds of results Mm. and we are going to continue to be faced with the same sort of defeats. And we've talked about this before, that even in this exile, Hebrew Israel can succeed Sure, absolutely. And Hebrew Israel can prevail. Mm -hmm. And as we talked about in um, um, I think it was one of our podcasts, I think the last one that we posted, we talked about Stacey Abrams. Mm, Yes. We talked about um um, Martin Luther King. Yeah, I think it was in podcast number fifty-six. Um, we talked about um, um, this uh, Miss Hamer. Yeah, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, right? Yep. Yeah. And we talked about all these people who are, you know, putting their lives on the line to help our people to have a better life, quality of life in this exile. And I, I, I hate to say this, but I have to. The quality of life for Hebrew Israel's in exile 
It's not going to rise above what it is as long as we do not turn back to the Elohim of Abraham, Nisqak, and Yaakov, and his way of life. Very true. Very true. It's going, it's going to always, it's always going to be, it's going to be like this. So when we talk about, you know, I'm sick and tired. Well, when you get sick and tired, when you really get sick and tired of something, Mm -hmm. you do something about it. And if mm-hmm. you continue to do the same things you've been doing and you're still sick and tired, then you have to look and say, well, what I'm doing is it's not working. Right. Is there is there something else? Right. Well. I mean, I think that's, I mean, Key, when you listen to the succession of our last couple of podcasts, you, you can see where we're trying to go with this is to say, listen, you know, it, it, it happens with leadership. It happens with all those types of things that we continue to keep compounded into us every single week, week in and week out. I mean, throughout the day, you've got all these individuals that continue to keep pounding this narrative of sorcery into your into your brain and doesn't allow you to under, come into the full understanding of the most high because there's so, there's such a fence that's built around it in our community, plus which gets compounded by the fact that I don't want to be ostracized from uh, my social network because I'm stepping out and really trying to focus on on the most high. And it's kind of a, a, a diabolical system that's been been put in place, but it's continuing to lead up to what we're kind of saying in this particular podcast is that you've got to be able to be courageous and and challenge your leaders because I'm going to tell you what, and this is my opinion. I stand on it. But most of these leaders that are out here that we've talked about in previous podcasts are weak. They were only going to acquiesce to what the people, where the people are at and what the people feel as though as they think that they need. And I'm, I'm of the opinion that if individuals start coming into the understanding of the most high, then that's going to matriculate to what, because I think that is that a is that a quote over in across the street that said, "Oh, I'll give them leaders after their their own hearts." No, that's in our that's in our that's so, in our that's, that's in our, that's in our history book. Yes. So, even with that being said, it's the understanding of saying, "Hey, listen, we want leadership and mentorship." that is in line with what the most high is saying. And you can't continue to keep patronizing individuals when you know that they're wrong. They're sitting in seats of authority and they're not giving you what you need to have in order for you to be successful in the kingdom. So therefore it comes back full circle. We continue, we, we, we want that American way, the American dream, the West, I don't want to call it American, but I'll call the Westernized dream of having our cake and eating it too. And we gotten real comfortable with not being challenged. We want it the Burger King style. We want it to have it our way. The Most High isn't a, 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 a restaurant where you can go in there and modify the menu. You're going to get it how, you, how I'm preparing it, period. You don't get to modify what I've, what I've done. And we've gotten too used to being able to modify the Most High's word to make it fit where we are. 
So anybody that's trying to get his back like we are in line with what the Most High is saying, we're going to come up against a lot of opposition. And those individuals that are trying to matriculate are going to come with a lot of opposition. So again, it's it's our people that are, are going to have to stand strong and say, we want to stand on the word of the Most High and not the spiritualized stuff that you've been giving us because I'm going to tell you what, people are going to continue to keep falling away from Christianity and seeking a truth. And the truth lies within our scriptures that the Most High has set before us. Why not stand on the word of the Most High who continues to keep saying in his scripture, I am the Elohim that you've only known. You don't know no other Elohim. I've walked with you. I've built the foundation of the world. I've shown you. You can see the fruit of my labor when you go outside, when you get that vitamin D that comes into your and comes into your into your skin. When you get all of the nutrients and things that I've put into the ground, the things that I have made. I've made you from the dust of the ground. I've given you my pneuma that you walk around with fresh pneuma every single day. I'm the only Elohim that you've known. And you're going to go follow after something else that hopped up one day, like you eloquently put and puts on his pants and goes to a latrine and uses it just like you do. And say that I'm supposed to be following that. That's not. We're never going to, as we talked off off camera, you're never going to win the chip. You're never going to win the championship. We're never going to matriculate into a way of understanding that the Most High wants us to do if we continue to keep those dogmas in place. And it starts with having an understanding of where Scripture is. That's why it's so important. That's why we keep harping on it. You got to be able to understand who you are. And as long as our culture... Westernized culture says that you are not the people, it's somebody else. You're always going to be in a state where you're the tail and not the head. Period. Huh. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm almost speechless this evening. And because I want so desperately to see the majority mm. of our people to succeed and not just not just a handful, not just those that define success by the fact that somebody writes them a check for millions of dollars to bounce a ball, throw a ball, hit a ball, but because of the content of their ability to be able to function and be the human beings, mm. the talented people that we are mm -hmm. as a people, and we see it every day. And I'm I the reason why I brought uh this young lady up Katenji Brown is because she is standing before the people to serve on the highest court in the United States of America, which means that she's bringing leadership, leadership skills, morality to a team of people who are responsible for upholding the Constitution of 
this world and this land that we live in. Mm-hmm. And she's brilliant. Mm. No question about that. We have always had brilliance within the framework of our leadership. Hebrew Israel has always had brilliant people. Mm. Mashe was the most brilliant mind of Hebrew Israel that was able to mm. listen to the words of the Most High and to transfer that information to a nation of people mm. all by himself. Stand, standing strong, standing without fear. Mashe had a mega congregation. Yes, he did. He was the first one to have a <laughs> mega congregation. Well, no. Well, yeah, I mean, Hebraically, following after the teachings of the Most High. Yeah, yes, he but, was. No, but you know who else had a mega congregation? Who was that? Father Abraham. Okay. Because um, everywhere he went, he and Sarah made converts to the Most High. Mm. And but the difference is, is that the numbers so and the numbers of 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 Father Abraham's entourage are never are never mentioned. Mm. But you get the sense that he has this following of people joining with him as he moves across the land, making converts to the monotheistic Elohim. Mm. We have always had great people. Father Abraham was a great mind. Yeah. Mashe was St a great mind. St very strategic. Uh, King David mm. was a great mind. And these people led a nations, a nation of people. Mm -hmm. Hezekiah was a great mind. Absolutely, he almost he almost made he almost made the father's list as as an anointed one. Mm. So in this exile, there are people who have great minds and have great abilities. And these people who have great minds and have great abilities are generally people that are congregants mm. in this diaspora theology that is germane to Greek theology or the New Testament. They're 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 they they are dependent upon their spiritual leaders who stand in the pulpits and speak to them while yet these individuals minds are brilliant and the thing that that probably disturbs me the most is that the thing that is most important to us as a people 
in relationship to our ultimate salvation and deliverance resides in a document that is really quite simple to understand and follow Mm -hmm. and get results that are systemic to generations and generations and generations of people and young people if only the brilliance that resides within the nation in exile would make the turn back to the Most High and subscribe to his way of life. Now, with that being said, people need leaders. Yes, they do. And we are selective. We are selective in terms of our leaders. Mm. And we select our leaders by the methodology of who's attracting the largest crowd. Right, it's a popularity contest. So if we're not attracting a crowd, nobody's following and nobody's listening. I don't care how much truth you're speaking. Mm -hmm. If you're not attracting a crowd, nobody's listening or nobody's following. Right, it's that, it's, it's, it's such a truth. It's if if you don't have the biggest church on the block, then you must be doing something wrong. And I and and I I understand. I get it. I get it that people who have been highly educated don't spend their time reading the Bible. Mm. That's not their focus. Mm-hmm. If I can go to church on Sunday and hear a little a little bit something something and it satisfies my faith I'm going I go home yeah. but I'm not I'm not putting any time in really reading for understanding and reading for studying scripture for the kind of relationship that I would like to that I that I need to have because I don't know that I need to have that relationship. Right. You know, you said something just there that just sparked inspiration. You know, you have individuals who study their craft. They study how to make money, how to be successful. They are they're immersed in what they're doing. But the one thing that they won't do, like you just so eloquently said, is they won't spend any time because this is all going to go away at some point. All your riches, everything that you've built up, you think that you've built up for yourself and this dispensation of time is not going to mean a hill of beans when we matriculate back into the land. It's not, you're not going to carry those riches with you, but, and you spend no time investing in that particular part. Otherwise, I mean, what you're doing is you're allowing somebody else to dictate to you because you won't do your own study and make a craft out of trying to understand what's in text. So you allow somebody else to do it for you. But that person is not going to be an, let let me tell you something. I don't read anywhere in our scriptures where someone has to, is going to atone or give an account for you 
when you get back into the land. All atonement will be made by you when we get back there. And you are spending no time on understanding the statutes and the mitzvot and the governances on how to function in that particular truth, which is amazing to me. And I, you know what? For a very long time, I know we all were there. But at some point, it's going to have to be, you're going to have to take the bull, proverbial bull by the horns and say, listen, I need to understand this for myself and associate myself with leadership and people in a community that is moving towards that end goal. Listen, it's okay to be brilliant. Yaakov, Jacob, hmm, was a young man who was sold into slavery. I mean, sold into into Egypt. Yeah. He was thrown in a cistern by his brothers. Left for dead. Left for dead. And the Most High pulled him out of that cistern, had a band of people who were associated with Ishmael carry him into Egypt as a young man. He paid his dues Mm -hmm. by being um, lied on by Pharaoh's wife who found him attractive and wanted him to lay with her and he refused Mm -hmm. to do so. So she lied about it. He winds up in a dungeon or in jail. Paro has a dream. He can't interpret. There's two people in jail with him. The baker and who was the other guy? The cupbearer. The cupbearer. Mm-hmm. Who speak to Pharaoh about a Hebrew that's in jail who has the ability to interpret the things of the Most High. That's right. Brilliant. Brilliant mind. He doesn't force himself on anybody. Mm-mm. He's low key. He remains humble. And the Most High raises him up. As a, and as he a- becomes And he becomes the viceroy of the whole nation of Mitzrayim and oversees the known world at that time who happened to be in a famine to provide food for them. Absolutely. He, by himself, at the behest of the Most High, because the Most High called him for the task and prepared him for the task, saved not only his own people, the nation of Israel, but all those that came to him that needed food during the famine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't make any noise. Mm-mm. He just went about doing the business that the Most High had called him to do. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
We talked earlier about what makes cohesiveness. Yeah, we did. We talked earlier about what makes a championship team and trying to draw a parallel with Hebrew Israel. Mm. I don't know if I have time to go into this. <sighs> we are Hebrew Israelites. There are other individuals who are also call themselves Hebrew Israelites. There are the Messianics who also refer to themselves primarily as being Torah observant individuals. Right, right. There are three groups of people that I've mentioned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we all believe in the Torah of Mashe, but we all play the playbook in a different fashion. Right. We interpret the playbook in a different fashion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some of us are still hanging on across and the street. And I'm still yeah. talking about this aspect of leadership. Mm-hmm. There has to be, out of the place where we are and where the Most High has us, that at some point, the Most High is going to call forth a leader, a voice that his people will listen to and follow. Mm -hmm. It's probably not going to be in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that's because I'm on the back end of my lifetime. But it may be in yours. Mm. The brilliance, the brilliance, here's, here's my point in, in all this that I'm talking about tonight. The brilliance of knowledge, the brilliance of innovation, of innovating, the brilliance of bringing something into the existence of our civilization that just causes the world to be aghast. <sighs> but this issue here of calling the nation of Israel back to the Most High and causing us to recognize who we are, whose we are, and our ability to succeed is one that 
I know what's going to happen one day. I mm. wish it would happen in my day. Mm. But it's got me completely stymied because I don't understand how it is that as I talk about all this brilliance within the realm of Hebrew Israel, we only, those who can grasp what we're talking about mm -hmm. are... A, are minuscule. Right. We're by not, comparison. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're so outnumbered by those who want to suppress and continue to push the narrative th that we are less. And this, this, for us, for our people, like Daniel, see... <sighs> If you don't read Daniel, if you don't read the prophets, you don't, you don't, you you don't get the, you don't get the, you don't, you don't feel the weight and the emphasis of what, of what the prophets were feeling concerning Israel that I'm feeling, that I'm feeling right now as I'm, as I'm talking. Mm -hmm. Because this is not about a Hikamashah. This is not about, this is about life and death. Abs, yeah. I mean, and the Most High says, the Most High says, in his in in our history book to Moshe, he says, these words I'm giving you today, they shall be life to you. Mm. Choose life. Mm -hmm. My words are life, not mm -hmm. somebody's body, not somebody, not some human being who claims to be the most, that person, his words are not life to you. The only words that can be life to you come out of the, come out of the mind of the one who has created all things. Yeah. And as I've talked about in other podcasts before, the brilliance, the intelligence, the intellect, the, the, the glory. Um, we only talk about anointing in church. Mm. But anointing is something that expands far beyond the walls of church. And anointing isn't about, isn't about that. Anointing is the visibility of the presence of the Most High upon an individual to bring something forward that causes you to go, ah. Um. Hmm. The Williams sisters. Ah, Venus and Serena. They bring an anointing. Mm. You've watched these two girls do things in an environment that was not designed for them. Mm -hmm. And they've shown forth and they've caused people to go, ah. Tiger Woods, a person of color, has transcended a a sport 
that was bereft to him. Mm. But now he is the face of the PGA. Mm -hmm. And what he does and what he's done is anointed. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to get to your get to the basketball one. Cause he's sitting over there too. Cause one could say that about well, Mr. Uh, Jordan. Michael Jordan, we all tuned in. People that didn't even watch basketball. Mm -hmm. When Michael Jordan was playing and when Magic Johnson was playing sure. with the with the Los Angeles Lakers, we all watched because these 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 brothers were anointed. Mm -hmm. with the gift to be able to do what they did and we all went ah. right so anointing is not just not just relegated to inside mm. a building and a church to say oh that person's anointed uh, when you go and you listen to somebody sing and I don't care what they're singing the brilliance of their voice causes them to have an anointing because where does the gift, where does the gifts, where do these gifts come from? They come from the Most High who gifts them with these talents and with these abilities to do so. Mm -hmm. If the Most High doesn't gift us with these abilities to do so, we don't, we, we don't rise. We don't shine. Right. Agreed. Agreed. So, I, I'm saying I'm saying all this. I'm trying to I'm trying to make the point so that we can understand how great of a people we are across the plethora of whatever. Right. There is not anything, there isn't anything that Hebrew Israel cannot excel at. Yeah, you have example after example after example in text. But again, I get back to my point that I said earlier. If you are continuing to be told that that is not you, then you will never step into that realm of understanding. You have to challenge your, I want to say challenge your leaders, but I mean, come on. These folks are not, when you listen to this every single week, they are not telling you that's you. They're telling you that's somebody else. And that's the key that I think that's missing, that's bereft from our community is, yes, we can see the anointing in whatever we do, whether it be the sciences, whether it be the arts, whether it be whatever we take up as a, as a people. Even in this individual, Miss Brown, that you brought up today, you can see the anointing in her on her ability to understand the laws of the country to be able to articulate it in a way where she was able to rise to that particular level. What most people don't know, because he did not look like us, they didn't know that Beethoven was us. Hmm. <laughs> and the brother was anointed had a gift and we're still listening to Beethoven's where does Beethoven bring all of this musical ability and 
orchestration into play that's still on the charts today because he's one of us. Yeah. That's called a gift and it's called an anointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is, and I'm only yeah. trying, I'm only saying this tonight because I'm still wanting us to understand that while we have all of this DNA substance of the most high that makes us what we are, that same DNA that makes us what we are needs to meld together as one massive DNA and explode mm-hmm. and explode yeah. and bring the nation of Hebrew Israel together so that we can really see the manifestation of the Most High, not in a congregation, mm-hmm. not in a church, mm-hmm. but in a world. Right. I mean, and see and see the manifestation of his power and his ability to work through his people mm-hmm. to make them greater than what they are, because you don't really realize that you have the power to become greater than what you are. Right. Absolutely. Because until you know who you are, you can only be as great as the people mm-hmm. in the nation's allow you to be. Right. Right. But what I'm telling you tonight is that we have the power to supersede the narrative of anybody calling us great because the most high will put us and he said, I will set you high Mm -hmm. above the nation. So the nations don't get a chance to validate you. I'm going to validate you. And if I validate you, Mm -hmm. there's no there's no body of people that can invalidate you. Right. We have everything that we need to be successful, but we're looking, again, very astute point. And we're looking for other people to validate yeah, us. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how to make, I don't know how to, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know how to join I don't know how to push the noise aside that's not conducive to us Mm -hmm. and become a sound that's Mm. beneficial to us because Sean Every podcast that we come in and we talk about things, we're talking about things that are germane to our people that is systemic to the words of the Most High to our people to help our people to understand where the Most High's mind is Mm. in relationship to his people who don't know they're his people and don't recognize that everything that we have gone through in this exile has been to get us to turn back to him. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm sorry, we are still locked into this Greek 
theological narrative that is holding Hebrew Israel captive. And while it is that we are free men, so to speak, mm. in a nation to whom we were slaved, we are enslaved in a theological premise that's not ours. Mm. And you and I, every week, when we pod, bring a message to our people that if only they would hear and obey, we as a whole nation of people, whether we're basketball players, whether we're football players, whether we're pastors in pulpits, whether we're bishops over whatever we're over, if we could all come under the influence of the CEO that we that we say is the CEO, the Elohim of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Mm-hmm. And if we'd allow him to be the CEO, and if we would function as the general managers under his leadership with one voice, to to the to the team we could be we could as a nation of people we could win the chip you know and 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 i think maybe we've come to a point of solace with this by saying we're we're on the cusp of turning the steering wheel back in in the right direction you know we, our ancestors left mitzrayim they spent 40 years in the desert and there was a whole entire generation that had to get taken out because they brought with them the things of, uh, of Mitzrayim with them. And so therefore, you know, we've got this narrative that says to us, um, you know, we may not see it, like you've said, in this dispensation of time, but it's not to say that it won't happen. It's just we wish it would happen now, so we could see it. You know, I, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of in a place this evening with Tanji Brown and how brilliant she is, which is causing me to think about how brilliant Hebrew Israel is, mm-hmm. and if I can only trans- transfer what I'm feeling to our listeners, then you would understand that it doesn't have to be the way it is. We can change it if we can all get on the same page Mm. and accomplish the same thing, which is simple. Turn back to the Most High, obey His misfos, and quit listening to the noise of a Eurocentric theology that's not ours. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. Exile. Shalom. Oh, shalom. <laughs>